0: So hi, well the Good Noise Podcaster, Kate Eric. We're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start so what inspired you to start making music?
1: Oh well I guess well I grew up in a really musical family in general. I mean I uh the essentially my, my dad's side especially really kinda was into music, uh, for I mean years as like listeners and not as like actual musicians so i grew up in my household with artists like tom petty bruce springsteen a lot of those classic rock icons and over time you know my parents kind of were like hey why don't you start taking piano lessons and so starting piano lessons and piano is one of those gateway instruments um where essentially you start playing it and then, like, it leads to, like, everything else. So then I slowly was able to learn more and more instruments. And then I kind of got to the point where I realized that, you know, I want to start writing music. And so I took a lot of my inspirations from piano, like, Ben Folds and Jamie coleman And then a lot of inspiration from um, the side of, like, Bruce Springsteen and those artists. And I slowly started developing my sound and writing lyrics uh, back in eighth grade. And, wow. yeah, and, I mean those lyrics are pretty trash, but, um, (laughs) but, um, I mean, yeah, I've just gotten more progressively, you know, better, better at it over the past couple of years. Um, so yeah, no, it's just been one of those things where I grew up listening to a lot of great musicians and then that kind of, uh, that music bug passed on to me.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Solid. So congrats on your two newest singles, Drown and Painless. How do you feel about the response to those so far?
1: Uh, the response has been pretty... I've been pretty excited with them, actually. You know, the I was a little nervous because the two songs are completely different. Um, so uh, Drown is uh, very much an indie folk song, more in the style of, like, Phoebe Bridgers and other great musicians like that, while Painless is more in the style of... Um, I actually wrote that song uh, while I was uh, deep into Mac Miller. Uh, and mm. I, was, and uh, I, I wrote that song around the time Circles came out, which for me was... Pretty hard-hitting album to say the least. So, um, but the reception has been absolutely fantastic. And um, I mean, we're really excited because uh, Drown has been submitted also into the International Songwriting Competition as well as oh. John Lennon Songwriting Competition. So we are very hopeful. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's the the amount of love it's been getting, and I think it's I'm just it just makes me more excited to put out this forthcoming album. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's been absolutely incredible. It's exciting. Good luck with that. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Um, So can you tell me a little bit about your writing process and how it's evolved from your first release?
1: Yeah. Well, um, there's one of two ways that I write music. I either sit down with like an instrument acoustically and I just kind of... Uh, write it in that setting and then bring it into my DAW, which is Logic Pro. Um, and so that's a uh, Drown actually started that way. I knew I wanted to write a duet and I knew about um, my incredible friend Carly Mack, who is the featured vocalist on it. I was like, you know, I want to write a, a song like that. So I started off on my guitar, wrote it out, wrote the lyrics, and then, you know, brought it in and then added a lot of the the production stuff. Cause I do a lot of stuff in my DAW. That's where a lot of the personality for my music comes from either that, or I will record like on my phone, a guitar line, on like voice memos and then I'll drag and drop it into uh, logic and then essentially uh, work off of that and use that as the backbone for a new song and write it just essentially in logic with the lyrics coming in as well. And so I've pretty much gone my process of songwriting it down to a, few hours. So I wrote uh Drown and Painless, I think in five hours each, uh just wow. at like midnight, sitting at my computer nonstop, just not stopping until it was finished. And of course, I went back and mi- did better mixing and mastering, which I'm not great at. But you know, when you're in that moment, you can't, you look past a lot of the flaws in it. And so when you come back at it, the next morning, you know, that's, um then you can see, you know, what actually has to be worked on. But it's just one of those things where I pretty much just sit down and bang out a song uh, more than anything. Or I'll have an idea floating in the back of my mind. I just kind of have to get it out. And so, I mean, I guess other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs>
2: All right. Wow. So you said you got basically the main portion
1: of each song done in like five hours. And with the instrumentals too. Um. So I essentially did the instrumentals, wrote the lyrics, mm-hmm hours and i mean the next day i went back and added like some slight things you know some but you know other than that yeah generally i sit down and i'm up from like 12 o'clock to five o'clock in the morning just Mm -hmm. writing that's impressive dude that's crazy like because when you
2: said your writing process and you said five hours i was like okay yeah writing a song just like writing like the lyrics of a song i was like okay that's fair but you're meaning like the instrumental and like basically the wow okay I don't know that blows my mind I don't know
1: one um, of the where I've gotten uh comfortable enough with my instruments that I can sit down and I know exactly what I want it to sound like in my head yeah and so I can just go da- sit down and just play it right into my DAW which is fantastic uh one of the uh one of the few things that's uh what's the word I'm for one of the few benefits of having um a really good sense of pitch in that sense of mm-hmm can just go down I know exactly how it's supposed to sound like and I can just get it right into the dog so wow that's a
2: great skill all right so (laughs) where was your headspace while creating those singles
1: well so Oh, let's see. Well, this is a a little bit of a different headspace for me than Mm -hmm. I'm normally used to. So this is I'm currently working on my fourth album at the moment. Um, And I essentially it's been one of those things where I've released an album every year I've been in high school. So I did one after my freshman year, after my sophomore year, after my junior year. And now this is the first year I'm actually going to be, I think, releasing two albums, um, partially because I need to get uh production done for my college application this october um so it's one of those things where um i want to challenge myself though because most of my albums except for uh love songs and other shit um that album what itself was um a, a loose concept it had like a kind of a, a little bit of a structure to it but my other albums have just been like standard pop albums like this collection of songs nothing really to it but Mm -hmm. this is the first time i've actually sat down and decided to write a concept album uh, that follows a story throughout the whole thing and so it's a very different headspace because i'm writing from the perspective of a 20 year old who is living through his worst nightmare which is and living through death so for me that's like something i've never had to experience so i kind of have to I what's the word? I, I guess I have to put myself in that mindset so I can write from that perspective, and it's it's challenging for sure. Um, it's been taking a lot longer to put together this album compared to other albums. I think we're about six songs in um, at the moment of uh, hopefully a full length project because all my other projects have been only seven songs and clocking around thirty half an hour. So I'm hoping to make this a little bit longer. But I mean, in order to tell the story, I'm hoping to tell through it. I mean, it's going to take a lot of time and effort and trying to, the hardest part is trying to make sure that the message is clear enough to Mm -hmm. the people that are listening because your songs didn't have that emotion, but it has to be able to, you shouldn't have to explain that. Like there is a story here, you know, you should be able to sit down and be like, oh, wait a minute. There's some things throughout this music that's really kind of, you know, um, some similarities to it, like on Drown and Painless, uh, they come one after another on the album. And there is references to throughout the whole thing to being that idea of being trapped underwater of feeling yourself drowning, you know, and yeah. I keep that lyrical theme throughout the whole thing, just so there's something constant throughout all the songs, even though they might sound a little bit different, you know, it's just trying to find those little things that can really, Keep the whole thing moving, everything flowing, and actually make everything sound like a complete album rather than just a loose collection of songs. Yeah. Wow. All right.
0: Um, So what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on these new singles?
1: Well, um, I listened to two of them. Phoebe Bridger is definitely on... Mm -hmm uh drowned she's been one of my favorite artists and actually here's a fun fact and i didn't know this but so the album art for the upcoming album is actually done by jackson bridgers the brother of phoebe bridgers oh so i didn't happen to know that when i hit him up on instagram because some of this stuff came up in my feed and i was like hey you know um you want to do some art for this and he was like yeah and so i you know i ben him and everything but then i find out later uh, after looking in the liner notes of punisher the new phoebe bridgers album that mm-hmm little did i know that's actually the brother of pb bridges so that's a, a little bit of a weird connection but a, a cool one at that um so that's definitely uh influence for that song uh, mac miller on mm-hmm. paint for sure and i guess um I, i'm just trying to it's hard for me because there's like so many different influences from different areas like you know it's hard to pinpoint down which one's are truly there um actually another one i would say is the music of bony bear especially for the, um from his stuff uh for emma forever ago mm-hmm. and honestly i guess um when i've been writing when i wrote uh when i've been writing some of my newer material and other major influence that's kind of worked its way in not originally but um the new taylor swift album folklore
2: oh folklore yeah
1: nonstop, and that <laughs> has started to lead to leap leak its way into the the songwriting which is really awesome but I mean it's really it's a it's a variety of different styles but it's mainly uh very much in that kind of indie folk um yeah. category but I the other thing though is like it's hard for me to like put a genre on something just because like you know if when you when you put a genre on an album or mm-hmm. a genre as like an artist it kind of feels like you're confined or trapped in that yeah I try in general to kind of stay away. Like, sure, I'll call it indie or indie folk, but it's a pretty broad term. So try to not keep myself within those labels just so that if I have an opportunity where I'm like, oh, I might actually want to branch out and do something else. Like um, one of the other songs that hasn't been released off the album, Uh, One More Dance, is actually uh, inspired by the work of like Elvis and Do Well. I'm very excited about it. uh, You know, with a little bit of a twist because – I, I kind of had to do it. I'm not going to spoil it. But um it's uh it, it's really there's a lot of influences on this thing and I think that some of the fun will be for people to kind of, you know, listen and kind of be able to pick a, pick that apart and be able to figure that out for themselves cuz I tr- you know, I like wearing my influences on my sleeve, but also I try to change it up in a way that's not blatantly like a rip off. Yeah. at artists, you know.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening through your
1: music? Ah, uh, well, are we talking about the new album or just my music in general?
2: Let's do the new album because we're already on that topic. so well,
1: I wanna be I want listeners to be able to essentially be able to put their own experiences and their own feelings into mm-hmm. this album. And you know uh, that's with my music in general. I really want people to be able to relate to it in some way. Um, and be able, you know, to get something out of it, um, because sometimes I listen to an album, and it's a, it's a, like really good songs, but like there's a there's that human aspect or a way you can connect to that and actually really enjoy it on another level is missing. So you know, in my songwriting style, I try to be able to, you know, talk about topics and themes that you know that might not be relatable, but Mm -hmm. in a relatable way. But also I just write a lot of love songs. And I mean, I think that's anything anybody can relate to. So, but the hardest thing about them, this new album, right, is trying to take these characters and the story arc and allow people to be able to place themselves within within that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I want, I just, I want people to be able to take away something from it, you know, Um, you know. I that's at least that's you know my favorite albums. That's what I get from it. I'm able to take something away from it. Now, is that going to be able? Is that going to be the case? I really don't know because I mean that's kind of a subjective thing. Yeah. But you know, I'm really just hoping that you know it, it's less of a certain feeling, but more so just being able to um, you know while listening to the music, have a period of your own self reflection and mm-hmm. be able to you know uh, place yourself within the music itself
2: yeah. yeah okay
1: um
0: so you did talk a little bit about that feature on drown but if you could go a little bit more in depth in that like how that happened how you wrote the song that way
1: well um so essentially i met carly at um so I am very much a music student um and uh I do the all-state music festivals I don't know if you all have heard of that but in high school that's a real big deal and I'm in the the choirs for that but so I um my sophomore year I did the the jazz choir um and so while I was there I got a solo on a song called Love Wins and the second soloist on the song happened to be Carly and mm-hmm. so um we met, we talked a little bit, not not too much, but then I actually discovered her SoundCloud where, I mean, her plays have like, I think like a few thousand plays on her songs. I was like, damn, you know, she's a she's a really talented musician and songwriter. So, you know, ever since then I'd been in the back of my mind thinking, man, I really want to get her on a track. And I finally got to the point where I was writing the song. and I was like, you know, I need someone to play this, this other character. And so then I realized, wait, I got Carly, I've been meaning to work with her. So I I hit her up and I was like, you know, I have the song and you know, I can either write the lyrics or I can let you write your verse. So the song, uh, her verse on the song she actually wrote uh, herself. Yeah, which I thought was, it it was really nice because like i know i have a certain way i write on my own music and it's kind of like there's a little bit of a formula to it as much as i don't want that to be the case so having someone else with a different perspective and different mindset come in to write that verse was really awesome so Mm -hmm. i essentially texted her and we um i sent her the backing track and i was like this is going to be your section and then you're going to be harmonizing on the chorus and then we're going to sing an octave split at the end and I let her record it and uh, she sent it back to me. And then I just brought it in to Logic. And one of the hard parts for me was like, I'm a big sound design guy. I like getting to work and manipulate different things like that. So in the breakdown of the song, the bridge where it kind of like um, there's like a big drums that come in, drum set and everything. Um, it we, Essentially she hadn't recorded any backing vocals or any, like, singing for that section. So I essentially had to go into her vocals, cut out certain sections, and manipulate them. Mm -hmm. Essentially, make it sound like she had actually been singing on that part of the song, when in reality she hadn't been. Yeah. That was one of the the, the challenging parts. When she recorded I was like, I didn't want to, you know, talk to her again about, like, hey, you want to record some more uh, parts for this middle section. So I just sat down one night and essentially just manipulated those vocals. So she was singing backup vocals in a spot she had not sung before. So after all that, though, um, I sent it along to her. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, very much um, a distance thing. Because she lives um, about, I think, an hour and a half away from me. So, you wow. know down and record something like that especially during quarantine when you can't go out like that you know that wasn't a possibility so we just kind of were able to link over the computer and be able to work on that remotely and I'm um, I were very both of us are very proud of how it ended up turning out I mean I had no idea what was going to come out the other end of it but I think out of like my whole catalog it's easily my favorite song I've ever written and produced um not just because of the sound but also just because I I'm kind of sick of my own voice just so to sort of hear someone <laughs> else on a, one of my tracks is it's super refreshing for sure. Yeah.
2: Understandable. So uh you've been talking a lot about this album and the storyline and how many tracks are on it. Can you tell us anything else? Will there be more features on the album?
1: Well, um so I that's one of the things i have been debating cuz like mm-hmm. you know this is work in progress, you know. It's not concrete um so part of me has been like yeah i want to you know introduce some more features on the album but part of me is also like i don't want to over complicate it you know yeah part of me, to just keep it simple with the two characters and so you know it's one of those things I'm de- i've been debating but i think most likely it's just going to be me and carly and most likely just carly on the first track maybe somewhere near the end of the album getting her back in but um I mean yeah and the 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 hardest part is like we've I've produced the like the bookends it's just Mm -hmm. the the album the middle is the really hardest part because the story follows a relationship at the very beginning it just ends with the song and you know after that the there's no names just because i want to keep it like anonymous but the girl ends up contracting like a terminal illness that is a threat to her life Mm -hmm. and after that the guy has to go through this period of like self-reflection and introspection in order to truly understand like how much he needs her in his life and so the hard part then is like conveying that introspection and conveying that retrospection because it's like flashbacks and you don't know there's a story going on it could just feel like a, a whole collection of love songs. So, um, you know, most likely it's probably just going to be the two of us just so my brain can handle it. And yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It out. I mean, eventually, you know, of course I'd want to do more ambitious projects. I'd love to, you know, I mean, I grew up with uh, like pink Floyd's the wall and quadrophenia and Tommy by the who. So I love rock operas, you know, of course, one day I'd love to write a rock opera, but that's a whole nother beast. I'm not ready to fucker <laughs> yet. So yeah. I'm, steps. so i'm starting off with this one and hopefully we can work up to bigger things <laughs> okay um
0: so where do you see the project in the next five years
1: uh well what do you mean i just need a clarification on the question Sorry. Uh, like where do you see yourself
2: in uh, the next five years yeah. like the project like stadiums or
1: yeah, would, selling out world tours yeah. most likely uh a broke college student uh <laughs> well i mean honest to god i mean i'm going to my senior year of high school this year i'm applying to college in about five years i'll be pretty much out of college and i highly doubt that you know um it the hard part about the music industry nowadays is that there's so many different artists coming in with like the internet it's so easy to upload there's just Mm -hmm. so many different people trying to stand out and you know grab people's attention it's it's really difficult so i mean of course i'd love to be you know a big artist playing you know big venues and getting a tour with other musicians but in reality i'm a realist you know i i'm probably just going to be staying at my parents house producing music until i get somewhat of a following you know okay Um, i I like to keep my expectations low so if something does happen you know it's a it's nice it's a little bit of a (laughs) surprise
2: yeah that makes sense makes sense oh okay so for the last couple questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink
1: man that's okay um mm-hmm. i guess uh my my favorite food on planet earth is just anything buffalo chicken like okay. it's buffalo sauce so i'd probably have just a big plate of chicken wings and mm-hmm. what would i drink Ugh, i mean kind of lame but like a mexican coke that's like or or a cranberry red bull whatever i'm feeling you know that's my go-to drinks most of the time solid (laughs) uh
0: so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live
1: man that's 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 really tricky oh wow (laughs) i'm just trying to think here um i guess uh well one of my favorite shows i've really been into lately it's kind of a fictional world kind mm-hmm. of not but atlanta with yeah. glover yeah it's like technically a real place but it's like a fictional version of a real place so yeah um you know i find the whole world and atmosphere that Don glover created in that show really fascinating intriguing and also it has to do with music so i guess uh i mean either that or i guess um Growing up, I was a huge fan of Futurama, uh, mm-hmm. so I, that's, I guess, another another one I'd like to be in. I don't know which one I'd prefer, but two options, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, solid. Yeah. All right, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we have spoken to have said it's the most important question. Okay.
1: What's your favorite color? Purple.
0: That was Purple. quick as fuck. Holy well, shit. Wow.
1: By a long shot. Oh, my God. I've known that ever since I was one. Is there like a specific shade of purple? Uh ooh, I guess blue purple.
2: Blue purple? Like, okay. Yeah. Like a like a blueberry purple.
1: I guess, yeah. Like if you imagine Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory with was... one mm-hmm. blue- her face when she eats the, the candy. That's mm-hmm. exactly like I guess that purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I I literally just watched that movie, so that's what I was thinking of. So. I just that too. I was at a drive in, I think, like last week and they were playing it which bro, oh, yeah it was last week yeah you oh, yeah <laughs> um
0: so as Chloe said that's all the questions you have today is there anything you'd like to plug
1: um obviously i'd like to plug the new album if you haven't listened to the new singles painless and drown uh highly recommend it uh i'm very proud of both those tracks but especially drown uh and uh, Carly's music is not currently out on Spotify on uh, in all that place, but if you go to SoundCloud, you can find Carly Max's music, which I produced um or at least mixed and mastered her newest single, Bubblegum Kisses. So if you're interested in listening to that. And I guess another thing I like to plug is that um me and a group of friends are forming have been forming uh, and working on an album. It's a hip-hop collective called Crabs. <laughs> And I'm a producer and singer on that project. So there's some more info that's going to be coming out about that. But, you know, if you'd like to keep up to date on that music and my own music, you can follow me on at Kate Eric on uh, Instagram. And you can find all my music uh, wherever you stream music in general. Solid.
0: Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Kate Eric and we're the Good Noise Podcast.